Welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. This is our listener feedback show, in, uh, an episode style that we have not done in a little bit, and we have had some listeners. This goes out to you, Jen, from New York, who are missing this show, so we dedicate it to all you who love the listener feedback show, of which cannot exist without you. So if you want to share your thoughts by sending us an MP3 of the things you're watching or you just want to write an email, we will play them. And uh, we just haven't done a listener's feedback show for a while. I think for numerous reasons. Uh, I don't know what our excuse is, but we just haven't done it. Either way, it's good to be back. Yeah. Anyways, it's good to be here. Miles is here. Yes. And M is not here because she is somewhere that if I tell you I have to kill you and we don't want to do that in the podcast. And then she'll kill us. It's just it just makes the diner messy when, you know, someone goes all Han Solo and shoots Greedo in our diner. We just don't want that happening. Or a little alien coming out of your chest and it, it just gets messy, all right? So seriously, don't ask us Rems that because we can't tell you. And if we did if I told you, it'd be like Miles running the show. And, you know, it's just hard to, like, co-host a diner by yourself, right? So, you don't want that. I am I'm, I'm. think I've just been slammed, folks. But that's, but that's okay. No, we'll no, 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 no. That wasn't really meant as a slam. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, do you want to do this show by yourself? I no. hate doing the diner. We've done the diner. We've done solo. We've done the solo before, right? Right. And um, it'll, be, it, it'll be like Wayne's World where uh, yeah. Wayne abandons Garth and Wayne's Garth. Wild. And, and and Garth is uh, you know lost without Wayne. Yeah, well, let me tell you this: best song from Wayne's World is. I'm not sure what you think Come is the best on. song. Be- Bohemian Rhapsody when they're doing the whole. Oh, that! Oh, yes, yes, yeah, best song, best best. When they're doing their own rendition, of, yeah, absolutely. Or, or singing along with it in the car, yeah, it's incredible. Mm-hmm. Best song from Wayne's World. That's great. But anyways. Um, so Eva's not with us, but we're going to have fun anyways. And she'll be with uh, back with us next yeah, time. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So drop onto the Facebook and say hi and tell her that we uh, don't want to die. So Right. In fact, that's what you should do. When you get on Facebook and you like are on Twitter or you and you tweet them or you Facebook them, just say, hey, I hear that, the, that, they, that, the, that, that Miles and Scott do not want to die. Just saying. And see what she says. See what her response is. That should be entertaining. Yeah, it is. Probably mm-hmm. about as entertaining as some of our telemarketer calls. Oh, those, those are even more entertaining. <laughs> They're even more entertaining. Mm-hmm. So, Miles, uh, we're here. This is Listener Feedback. We often start these shows by talking about what in the heck are we watching? What are we reading? Um, we are going to talk about Killjoys, Defiance, and Game of Thrones, and uh, something else here in just a little bit. So let's save table them for them. But other than those... Mm-hmm. What are you watching and uh, and reading? Uh, I I'm reading now a Stargate novel. It just came out recently. It's called uh, Murder at the SGC. And who wrote it? The author is um, Amy Griswold. Amy Griswold. Have you read anything else by Amy Griswold? I don't recall. I I think she I I probably have. I think she she has written other other material in the uh, Stargate universe. So. Um, so I'm reading that. Just before that, I finished uh, reading uh, Dayton Ward's uh, Armageddon's uh, Arrow uh, book. It was, awesome. It took, took place in, in the next gen. And did you like it? The worst Dayton gets is good. And this was very good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's compliments to Dayton. You hear that, Dayton? Uh, 
Big plug for Armageddon's Arrow. So a good book, well worth picking up. And you very, very that, enjoyable. You said this is in the next gen universe. Yeah, which is which is interesting because he usually writes in in the original series, but uh, he 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 got to uh, play around in the uh, uh, next gen universe. This is after the movie era. This is a continuing um, series. It's like I don't know years after. Uh, um, uh, so Star- is Picard still was- captaining a starship? Oh. Picard is still, still a captain. Worf is the first officer. Um, Riker is an admiral. So it's it. Things have moved on since uh, Star Trek Nemesis. Right. Very good. Mm-hmm. Very good. Yeah. Awesome. Well, good. Well worth the read then. I I I I, I enjoyed it. So yeah. Yeah. Very good. Um, uh, anything else that you're watching or reading, or what you're watching, we're going to discuss later. I think we will. Yeah. Well, why don't we discuss it later? What I'm watching. Okay. Very good. Because yeah. it'll be in in that. And for me. Something that we aren't going to really talk about tonight, but I want to watch, is they just released a new Rebels episode, Star Wars Rebels. Mm-hmm. But this Star Wars Rebel episode really kind of pissed off Jim Arrowwood. Oh, wow. Yeah. Now, mind you, it wasn't the episode that pissed him off. I, so maybe I shouldn't do that. I'll tame it down. Uh, he, he didn't like the episode. He, he, he liked the episode, but what he discovered after the episode aired mm-hmm. is that the rest of the season doesn't come out until late November. Oh. So this is kind of a tease. Yeah, that that I, I, that Disney I, did that before with with Rebels last mm-hmm. year. They did that too. They did that to us with Bat when Battlestar Galactica was still on TV. They would um, um, they'd have a great cliffhanger. Oh yeah, we won't be back till for for another year, year and a half. You know, I mean, a long time afterwards. Yeah. So, uh, Jim, I feel your pain. Yeah, yeah. So he, he might even talk about it. He sent us some feedback. We're gonna get to in just a moment. Um, as far as what else we're watching, I'm still working my way slowly because I know everyone's like watched this by now. But Daredevil, I just finished my next episode. I think I have three episodes left. And I am thoroughly still enjoying Daredevil when I get mm-hmm. the chance to watch it. The thing is, you can't watch Daredevil with kids running around, right? That's very hard. Um, yeah. So I haven't really made time to do it. When I am watching TV, I'm watching Wolverine and the X-Men with my son. In fact... I told my son that you cannot watch this without me. So he's always like, Dad, can we watch Wolverine and X-Men? Yes, let's watch Wolverine. So we'll do that. It's great father-son yeah, bonding. We also He's also watching Avengers mm-hmm. and some other sci-fi geekiness. But that's what I'm watching with him, Wolverine. And I'm enjoying it. I love, I really do like the X-Men story. Wolverine is still one of my favorite X-Men. And I still, I still, I like the movies. Now, I did not see the latest Wolverine movie. Mm-hmm. But I'm a fan of Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Yeah, we we saw it. It was okay. I it's you know I, it's worth watching. The second one. The second one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, as far as what else I'm watching, I saw Inside Out, which is a Pixar movie, which I guess is maybe fantasy because it deals with these little emotions in your head and giving them personalities. It's not really sci-fi though. Mm-hmm. So you know that's what I saw in theaters most recently. I did go to this theater to watch Tomorrowland when we were on vacation last week and discovered it was out of the theaters and Jurassic Park was in. Probably was. I wasn't going to take my eight-year-old son to see the first ever Jurassic Park-style movie and make a Jurassic World in the theaters on IMAX in 3D. That might have been a little much for an yeah, eight-year-old. So I actually, afterwards, did go back and download Jurassic Park, the original one. Mm-hmm. And there were some parts at the very beginning. I forgot that the movie starts on the island. And then yes. yep. and then you go to the archaeological dig, and then you actually go back to the island. And so there were some scary parts I fast-forwarded through. I could tell he was getting a little bit of 
Ajita. A little unsettled. Yeah, a little too. bit unsettled. There. Yeah. Yeah. As far as reading goes, I finished Ready Player One for the second time. Again, still love the novel. Miles, you really do have to read it because there's so much 80s nostalgia in this. Okay. Um, Ready Player One, you have to read. I'm working my way through Hunters of Dune, which is the second to the last Dune book, I guess, in the series ever. Um, and it's based on the notes of Frank Herbert because he died before the book was actually written. Oh, wow. So his son and Kevin J. Anderson, who has written Star Wars universe and many other universes as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, they took up the mantle and, and read it. And I'm liking it. I mean, it's a good book. Um, I've debated whether I'm just sick of being in the Dune universe. So I've, we're, we're gone, I've gone through, what, about 15, 16 books in the Dune universe? Yeah. And the story's interesting. I'm interested to see where it goes, but I don't know. It feels a bit, maybe it's just me right now. I feel a bit tired as I'm reading it. So mm-hmm. maybe that's it. Maybe it's just, but it feels a bit tired for me. So I don't know. That's what I'm reading. And I read Raven Oaks Class M Exile. Actually, probably the first paper book I've read in a long time. Because I do a lot of my reading by listening. Yeah, and I so. do, do most of my reading by uh, reading. Th- through the Kindle. Yeah. Through the Kindle. Well, it makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, very good. I don't think there's anything else really to talk about regarding sci-fi. So, Shore Leaves coming up. Can't wait. Yeah, we'll be sharing an interview with Michael Schilling about Shore Leave this coming year. Some great guests mm-hmm. that are coming up for that. And I'm looking forward to it. Sounds good. All right. Well, why don't we move into our our our, our listener feedback portion of the show? And we're going to start with some feedback from our great friend and pal, Jim Arrowwood. And he wrote um, a, a short feedback. This is about a six-minute clip of him just talking about what he's into as far as feedback goes in the world of sci-fi. Jim Arrowwood, of course, runs Jim's sci-fi blog, also the Babylon Project podcast, and is a part of the podcast I'm a part of, the Dune Saga podcast. Mm -hmm. And he's, of course, somewhat of a regular on this show. He is definitely a contributor to this show. Yeah, I actually invited him to be on tonight, but timing didn't allow. So, Anyways, here is Jim Arrowwood. Greetings, Sci-Fi Diner. Since school has let out, I have been able to immerse myself in nerddom for the past several weeks, which has been a blast. Summer is generally the time that I use to catch up on Star Trek novels, and this summer has been no exception. Right now, I am reading Dayton Ward's latest TNG novel entitled Armageddon's Arrow, which I am enjoying very much. I am only about halfway through it at this point, and I can say that it's good, and I love the tie-in with TOS. Before that, I announced on Facebook that I had intended to read one of David Mack's novels that looked good to me, which was his DS9 story called Disavowed that centers on Julian Bashir and some trouble he has gotten himself into in the fall series of novels. He recommended that before I read Disavowed that I read the fall series, which I did last summer, and he also recommended that I read a book set in the alternative universe entitled Rise Like Lions. As we who read Trek novels and are familiar with the DS9 television series know, there are numerous factions fighting for either complete control of the known galaxy, or there are those that are simply fighting for their freedom. Rise Like Lions is a very tight story that moves at warp speed, 
and describes how the fight between the Alliance and the Terran Rebellion ends. But it is not the end of the story because there is another faction that is looking to pick up the pieces and make a bid for galactic control. Rise Like Lions is one of the best Trek books I have read to date. Also, while on Facebook, I had an opportunity to ask David Gerald for a recommendation of what would be a good first space opera novel by him that I could read. His immediate response was to pick up his Voyage of the Star Wolf. In case anyone is not familiar with Mr. Gerald's writing, there is a lot more to him than Tribbles. His style of writing reminds me of the masters of science fiction in his descriptions and story. Star Wolf is full of twists and turns, and at least one of those comes from so far out in left field that I would never have seen it coming. I will be reading more of David Gerald's work in the future. After I finish Armageddon Zero, I will be preparing for another episode of the Dune Saga podcast. We will be reviewing Brian Herbert and Kevin J. Anderson's Hunters of Dune. I have also attended several movies so far this year, and there are still more to come. I did see Avengers Age of Ultron, which I thought was awesome, and I was also privileged to talk about that with the diner crew on episode 249. I also saw Tomorrowland and was pleasantly surprised at how much I enjoyed it. It isn't your typical sci-fi movie, and I very much recommend it just because it's fun. Another film I saw was Jurassic World. It was also a lot of fun. There was nothing new here except for a couple of bigger and meaner dinosaurs, but it was a great film that delivered at the level of seeing dinosaurs chasing people and taking the meaning of the term fast food to a whole new level. I am planning to see Terminator Genesis, Ant-Man, and Fantastic Four before the summer is out. I will be waiting for San Andreas, which I actually wanted to see in the theater but never got around to it. I'll be getting that as a rental. As far as the television I am watching, I am once again enjoying Defiance. They have really ramped up the action on the first few episodes this season, and I am interested in seeing what they do next. Also from sci-fi, I am looking at the new series Dark Matter. It has a pretty promising start, and reminds me very remotely of Firefly. I have also watched the second season premiere episode of Star Wars Rebels, and really like the addition of a familiar character which I will not name. Unfortunately, we will have to wait until this fall for the rest of the season. While many may not consider The Last Ship on TNT to be a science fiction show, it is still a good series with many elements of sci-fi, and I am loving that one again this year. I am still looking forward to the final season of Falling Skies, which is promising to be bigger and better than ever. And I am also hoping that Under the Dome will improve their script writing and tie up some of the loose ends. As far as Dome is concerned, I would have given up on this show a long time ago if it had not been for Wayne Henderson and Troy Heinrich's Under the Dome radio podcast. But then the same can be said for Falling Skies. But in that case, it is Hank Davis and Alex Cruz with their Falling Skies fan podcast that keeps bringing me back. Speaking of podcasts, I want to thank the Sci-Fi Diner for the honor of working with M on episode 251 and our interview with Todd Sean Tay of the Star Trek Captain Pike Indiegogo Project, 
which I have just learned has met its goal for funding. So far, the highlight of the summer for me was attending Okamakon, which is a new convention, and the O stands for Omaha, and they really did it right for a first-year con. I got to meet and get an autograph from Walter Koenig, who is a man that is really there for the fans, and also I visited briefly with Jamie Bamber of Battlestar Galactica fame. If you are at a con with either one of those guys, you are in for a treat. Both are very accommodating to the fans. In a couple of weeks, I will be headed back to Omaha for another con called British Fest to meet Mr. Adrian Paul from the Highlander television series. I don't know of anyone that considers Highlander to be a science fiction show, but it is a series I really love and am looking forward to meeting the star of that show. Well, that pretty well catches me up on sci-fi activities for now. Thanks for listening. Kapla. Well, thank you, James. Once again, James. Channel, I call him James. I think of James Horner, I guess. But Jim mm-hmm. Arrowwood, thank you so much for calling in and giving us a detailed view of what's going on in your world. Oh yeah. So why don't we break this down? Let's 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 talk about where he's kind of going. Um, he starts with his look at books, and ironically, he starts with Armageddon's Arrow, which you just read. We're both appreciating the same book. Yeah, so so tell me about the TOS tie-in. There's, um, in the uh, And if you don't want to hear original... this, you don't want us to spoil it, just go blah, 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 skip ahead about a minute. Go ahead. In the episode with the Doomsday Machine, um, this alien race finds a crashed Doomsday Machine. It's it's dead, it's, 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 it's inert, but they... Um, they could build a ship like the Doomsday Machine, and there's 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 time travel element in, involved. Um, but uh, so that that was that was the time. Was basically, they found another Doomsday Machine. Oh, very good, very mm-hmm. good. Yeah, and so he went on. He wanted to read Disavowed by David Mack. You mm-hmm. read Disavowed? I did. It's a, it's a, it, it, it 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 it's a good Bashir. Um, um, Book. I mean, Bashir Adventure. It's it's it, uh, him and his significant other. I think it's the one where they cross over to the mirror universe and yeah. they're doing a, a Section Thirty One mission. Very good. Oh, yeah. Section Thirty One. Yeah, the mysterious Section Thirty One. So that was a particularly good book. Uh, now he mentioned also Rise Like Lions. Mm-hmm. That, In his opinion, he said this is the best Trek book to date. If I'm not mistaken, that's the one where um, it's, it's it's probably the last mirror universe. A uh, book that um, that they do is basically how the, um, the the human resistance finally uh, deals with uh, the alliance. Uh, if you remember in D Space Nine, the humans are enslaved by the alliance from right. the Klingons, the Cardassians, and the Bajorans. Um, so, but in, in this one, finally, the the, the humans uh, are able to get their, win their win their freedom finally. Yeah. And they finally live at peace with the rest of the universe. And in your opinion, when you read it, did you, were you like, wow, this is good? Oh, it was tremendous. I mean, there were some really good battle scenes written. Um, it was... Uh, it, what, 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 they, what they did a good job with doing is, because in the mirror universe, what often happens is they, they kill off the major, the major character counterparts. I mean, they killed off Cisco, They killed off uh, Jadzia. They killed off... Um, so you know, so many main main 
main people, um, the secondary uh, supporting characters have to. They get a know, chance to shine a little. Bit. They, so they get to shine a lot in this book. Okay. Yeah. All right. You know, one of the things that I was impressed. I'm. I'm. We are on the cusp of finishing the Dune, the Dune series. Um, I forgot to mention that I finished Terry Brooks' newest book in the um, the uh, well, it's in the series. It's a Shatterer book, but it's one that was just released. I just finished that one, but I'm always looking for new material to read. And so the fact that he mentioned Voyage of Star Wolf as being a good one, I, I want to pick that up. I think mm-hmm. I don't know anything about it. I have a bookmark to actually read a little bit about it, um, but it's a it's a book that I might have on my shelf. The other, Ready Player One, the author that did that is a book coming out in a few weeks. I'm probably going to put that as my next novel. But if that's not out by the time I need a new book, I'm going to be going with this Voyage of the Star Wolf. Okay. So, or at least try it. We'll see. Mm-hmm. If there's an audio version of it. If not, I might have to look for something else. But, mm-hmm. So not all of these books get audio versions. But um, So in Hunters of Dune, of course, he's reading because of the Dune Saga podcast. So movies, Age of Ultron, we of course discussed with him. And right. He, and he said Tomorrowland was just fun. You did not watch Tomorrowland. I have not. Uh, how about uh, JW? Jurassic World. Yeah. Uh, I didn't see that yet. Uh, I probably will not see it in theaters. My favorite comment from his, great movie, fast food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's being fast food? The humans being fast food? Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So let's move into some TV. I don't think, do we say we're talking Defiance? I don't think we said we're talking Defiance. Uh, that is, has that started? Yes, uh, the second episode is already out. So let's, well, since he mentioned it, why don't we talk about it and let's allow Jim Arrowwood to frame this out a little bit. So Defiance, sure, uh, we of course have three guests mm-hmm. from the Tar... Daytech Tar, the woman plays wife. Yeah, the Tar family. So the Tar family, we have the Tar family showing up to shore leave this year. We Hopefully we'll get a chance to interview a few of those folks, if not all of them. Right, right, right. Um, But uh, Defiance came back. What did you think? I I thought it came out very strong. It was a two-hour season premiere. That's awesome when they do that. You get a little bit more. They gave you a lot more. Um, When we were last behind, uh, Nolan and Arissa were in this life pod, and these two other aliens we've never seen before uh, land on Earth in defiance, and uh, they're a couple badasses. Uh, they're going to give they're going to give they're going to give the people of uh, defiance some trouble. Um, but what, there's another thing going on with uh, the, this this uh, regiment of, of the Votan Collective. Um, Jeffrey Combs, who played m- different roles in Star Trek, he was Wayun, he was um, the uh, the, the uh, he was he was Shran in Enterprise. Um, he plays a um, a, a Castellan, so he's, he's he's white, you know, pasty white. And but he uh, there it's was like some, Wayun, basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what, they they did some cool um, uh, Easter eggs, as 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 M had said in our Facebook comment. Um, you know, he he called somebody a pink skin. Well, when he was playing Shran, he called Archer pink skin all the time. <laughs> and in the second episode, uh, Linda Hamilton, she she play you know she plays a, um, she's a crazy lady in that. Uh, but um, she was Rafe McCauley's uh, strange wife. She had kidnapped her daughter and son-in-law with 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 the help of her son. But she's rescuing Nolan and um, Arissa, and she says that iconic line at Terminator: "Come with me if you want to live." So. Defiance is getting the mileage out of uh, some quotes from our. You might as well. 
uh, favorite TV shows. And I hear these people say them. That's even better. Oh, oh, the, oh, yeah. To have have the actor. You <laughs> yeah, know. that's even that, that does it. So well, very good. Jim mentioned he didn't mention this in his comment, but he he did mention uh, on Facebook. He just loves the iconic music, the classic musics that they exit the shows with. Well, in defiance, a, a Bear McCreary's doing the music for it, so it it has a very. You hear some Bell Star Galactica when you listen to this music. Yeah, but don't they like start like they end with like hits like pretty well? They, they play some contemporary. Yeah, at yeah. the very end, and mm-hmm. that's and they, the cast is always kind of singing it. Yeah, and so that's that's kind of cool. Well, record that. yeah, record out. You know, LPs are cool in in, in the future. Um, so <laughs> so retro retro baby. It's a little retro, yeah. Yeah. So Dark Matter, he watched that. Um, I think that we, I don't know if we have any, com- oh yeah, we do have some comments about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, he seems to like it. What did you think of Dark Matter? I like it too. Uh, I think I've seen the first two episodes. I, I agree with, with Jim. It, it has a little bit of a firefly feel. Um, and so I, it's, a, it's an interesting premise so far. These these people are in this ship. They get awakened and they've lost all their memories. They have all their skills and they're all... Uh, ex-cons, murderers, pirates, and uh, but they have no memories of that. And so, it's, do they it, know they're ex-cons, pirates, murderers? They found that out. Uh, somebody was able to, un, you know, the, the 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 files are damaged. But this one young lady who was part part of this, she was able to find this stuff out. She found, except she didn't find anything out of herself yet. So uh, it's interesting seeing how these people. Some people. Are they going to gravitate towards what they were, or are they going to try to redeem themselves? So, right, right. yeah, interesting. Well, he's Jim says he's liking it. Uh, Jen M from New York. I really like the show. At least the characters are trying to fight against what they found out about who they were before, and the ship has an actual name. Yay! Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Leslie Meany said that she loves it. And uh, Gary Mason, very dull so far. I feel like I've seen it all before. We'll give it a few more eps, but I won't hold out too much hope. And then Floyd Salazar said, perhaps I'll check out Hulu's for it. Mm-hmm. So uh, some positive vibes being thrown around about Dark Matter. We, we, got, we have a science fiction show that takes place, a lot of it, in space. On the Sci-Fi Channel. On the Sci-Fi Channel. Yeah, we got it. We really should, we really should rally around the show, no matter how it is, just for the fact there's Sci-Fi in the Sci-Fi Channel. We need to support the show, folks. I know. <laughs> we need to support Sci-Fi in their endeavor. Otherwise, we're going we're gonna to get some more uh, wrestling. Yeah. Not more. that you mind that. Uh, but our more infomercial. I, I don't know. Well, more, we need more Sci-Fi on the Sci-Fi Channel. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Star Wars Rebels, I didn't watch this episode, but I did figure that this was going to be like a one-off episode. This is one of Jim's biggest complaints, as we talked about before. He mm-hmm. uh, doesn't like the fact that he's put an episode out, but they did this before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Last Ship, I, we didn't mention this, but are you watching Last Ship? I didn't know it came back, so I'm going to have to make sure my DVR is set for that. I really enjoyed it last year. and Adam Baldwin. Oh, yeah. Adam's, I mean... That's the reason and, to watch it. Now, and the, the the one lady that looks like uh, Kate Beckinsale, who I forget her name at the moment, but yeah. Uh, so I'll, so yeah, I I probably will resume watching it when it so, comes back. He does say Falling Skies, looking good. You're looking forward to Falling Skies? I'll I'll check it out. It's yeah. a final season. It's a final season. I'll probably you know watch be, it, finish it to completion. See, under the, the story ends. Under the Dome, I finished. I I, I only watched half the first season, so I haven't watched it since. But I love the way he says that the only reason he watches is because of a podcast. Well, that's he likes Wayne. <laughs> he likes Wayne and Troy. And he said, "Falling skies." I think it's the same thing for mm-hmm. him. So, 
That's interesting. Yeah. So Captain Pike, Captain Pike met at school. Yes, that's awesome. That's that. That's that fantastic. We're going to get that story. Uh, that that you know more more live action Trek. Uh, that that's only a, could only be a good thing, and it'll be in the you know classic uh, original series. So. Uh, yeah, as as Jim had alluded, uh, he and M had the opportunity to meet uh, um, the, the guy playing Captain Pike and the one who was the you know the executive producer, right? Another um, one of the guys on the crew to you know talk about Captain the Captain Pike show. So, yeah, it was awesome that he was able to kind of pinch it and do that. Mm-hmm. So, um, so one last thing about Jim's email, and then we'll move on our voicemail. Uh, he says that Highlander is not a sci-fi show. What do you think of that comment? Well, I, I I can't really speak because I, I never watched Highlander. See, at the very least, you have to... Maybe it's not sci-fi. It's a genre show. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a fantasy in it. And I always... I mean, I remember watching this in like TNT marathons of Highlander. And I always felt that they were kind of science fiction as far mm-hmm. as fantasy. More like a fantasy bed of science fiction. Right. So, I don't know. But what, I mean, what do you think, listeners... Highlander, does it belong in genre fiction? Send us your thoughts. Well, uh, one more comment before we move into an audio comment from uh, Colin from England. And this comes from Wilhelm. Do you want to read this? Sure. Hey, guys, I really enjoy your podcast. I've been listening for a while now, and I have a question about the, the quotes used in your introduction. I could identify all of them except the last one. What is this place? It's a freak show. What is that from? It's driving me crazy. I think it may be from Fringe, but I'm not sure. Thanks for your help. Yeah, so he's talking about our intro, which I played in some shows, and some shows I just play other music that's kind of representative of the show. But Miles, are you able to identify every single clip? In our I'm pretty sure I can. You're pretty sure. Do you want me to play the clip just again? Just I'm up for the challenge. Just 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 to see if you can name if you can name every single clip in the introduction. All right, you ready to do this, Miles? Let's, Let's see it. if you can identify all the clips. I'm going to pause it after every clip. You're listening to the Sci-Fi Diner okay, who is Podcast. Let's him. Serving the <laughs> latest news in sci-fi multimedia. And now, your hosts, Let's see if Miles Scott, can do Miles, this. and Emma. Your table is ready. Live long and prosper. That's Spock. Yeah, by voice by by Leonard Nimoy. This is the captain. We have a little problem with our entry sequence, so we may experience some slight turbulence. That's and, Firefly. Uh, That's uh, Captain Malcolm Reynolds. Okay, mm-hmm. and uh, in in what in which episode? That would be from the movie. Very good. Right. I'm impressed. Mm-hmm. Movie good. Mm-hmm. Got a bad feeling about this. That's Han Solo from. Um, Star Wars. Very good. Walter, put the cow away, would you? What is this place? It's a freak show. That would be Fringe, which Wilhelm thought was, and he is correct. Yep. Um, yep, so that was the Fringe. So, yeah, so not, not they really hard clips, I guess. Yeah, that, 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 that would be um, yeah. Peter Bishop telling Walter, put the cow away. Yeah, put the cow away. Yes. And then explaining it. To, yeah. Then he's explaining it to someone else. I guess that this is a freak show. So these are the clips that we have at the introduction to our show, and uh, we need we need to vary them again. If you have some great clips you think you'd like to hear at the beginning of the Sci-Fi Diner podcast episode, just let us know. We'll we'll put them in. Oh yeah, we love so, update update a bit. I should update it, but I yeah, well, you know, 
I have other things that are priority, I guess. But <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, uh, William, for writing in. And uh, there you go. Those are our clips we have. And again, if you have suggestions for any uh, clips you'd like to use in our introduction, let us know. So, uh, Miles, you asked on Facebook what people have been watching or reading. Mm -hmm. And um, we got a lot of thoughts on different shows. But let me just share something that Wayne Henderson said. He's reading book three of Stephen King's Dark Tower series, The Wasteland. Crazy alternate world, etc. Okay. Have you read any the dark? I, uh, no. Now they're making a movie. There's been rumors of a mini series for a long time, but I haven't seen anything come out about this recently. No, I, 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 I've, I've heard similar things, but no, there hasn't been anything live action from Stephen King in a, in a long time. All right, and and we and uh, one of the other things we put up there was. Uh, the show Killjoys again on Sci-Fi Channel, right? Mm-hmm. Um, People watched it, and you saw Killjoys. I watched it, yeah. What did you think? I liked it. I uh, different, kind of different uh, take on these uh, interstellar um, bounty hunters, for lack of a better word. I'm not sure what what the term why they're called Killjoys, but uh, that's okay. Um, Aaron Ashmore from um, Warehouse 13 is one of them. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And so. Uh, there's a little bit of a story. He rescues his brother, um, but you know his brother has. Is it some... Sean? It is not Sean. No, <laughs> uh, but uh, it was uh, the 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 actress who plays the other Killjoy. I'm not familiar with her work, but uh, she's on Hard on the Eye. Oh, uh, makes it pleasant to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I'm cautiously optimistic this this could be good. Um, again, another another science fiction show. Live takes place in space or spaceships. Yeah, in space and on the Sci-Fi Channel. I mean, come on. Yeah. I mean, what more can you ask? Um, so Lee Kemp wrote in and said, well, you know what? Take it or leave it. Uh, most likely not going to be on my radar. So he's not mm-hmm. not, not grabbing him. I will say this. If, if, if you kind of compare that show with Dark Matter, kind of the tone is almost the same. It, it's just, it's a little more... I, when I was watching these shows last week, I was just thinking, I'm liking them, but at the same time, I'd like to see something a little more light, a little more funny. I, I kinda, I'm, I'm so kind of too dark. A little bit too dark, maybe? Well, the fact that there's no sci-fi shows that has like the levity like like, like the Stargate shows had, I was just thinking, there, there's nothing like... Firefly. It was or, dark at times, but there was humor throughout it, man. Yeah, so I was just thinking... You know, I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing, but I'm kind of missing, you know, what we used to have a little. Yeah. Well, Jen M's kind of uh, agreeing, saying, yeah, I wasn't too crazy about it. Of course, I was half asleep when I tried to watch it. I'll have to give it another go. I actually like Dark Matters better. They have a better characters on that show. Mm-hmm. So if it's a competition between two shows of a similar tone, it seems like people are saying, you know, Dark Matters is, is their choice. Yeah, it does. So... Uh, we talked about Defiance, but we did not talk about the Game of Thrones finale, which you watched. Right. Some uh, pretty incredible scenes. Oh, my God. I mean, uh, the, let's just talk we, about the we, elephant in the room. Yeah, go ahead. I mean, Jon Snow gets killed He's by... He's not dead. The, um, <laughs> you know, I, I thought that if, you know, but then, then talking with some other people, it's just like, yes, they could bring him back. Well, okay, so here's the theory. Now, 
By the way, this season ends when Jon Snow dies. That's the way book five ends. So that's caught up. At least that storyline seems caught up with where everyone else is at. Mm-hmm. My brother has a theory that because of remember Brant and how he's able to like control wolves and like enter wolves. Yeah, that this is a family ability. That John has the same ability. Oh, so that is because it's a family trait. He has a potential to also enter a wolf. Okay, that that's that's interesting. So that's a theory. That's Again, a good. It's not a spoiler because it's just a theory, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, someone said that if you slow down the scene where Jon Snow dies, when his eye, his eyes change color just before he dies. Well, yeah, the, 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 his color basically fades. Well, it's fades, but there's a but there's some, and, and then that also is telling. Mm-hmm. So, so may, theory may he transferred his spirit to to like a wolf, to his dire wolf. Yeah, I heard. From another person, that it's in the season before how the the people who followed the, what what is it the, the the Lord of Light or whatever this one guy can bring people back um, after they're killed. Right. Um, it the the woman who is like the this priestess of that religion she's back at the um, you know she's controlling the wall now, isn't she? Well, she didn't. She all, all, she's not controlling anything at the moment. She just came back. Yeah. So, a friend of mine theorized that she might have that ability also to to bring John back. Um, I, I just think that they they invested so much time in Jon Snow's character, seeing you know him have to work so hard to establish himself. Uh, and Knights of the Watch and everything to to kill him like that just seems like a waste. I, I you know yeah, I got behind the character so much. I hope I, I, yeah. Well, George R. R. Martin does not kill characters needlessly. They've earned their deaths in most cases. And so one of the other things you must ask: Has Jon Snow earned his death? And mm. there's a sense that it kind of seems senseless. It seems like a waste to me. It does. So that's another thing that I kind of. And backing on that, he's not really dead. Mm-hmm. And the other elephant in the room, of course, is Cersei and her walk of shame. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, she did with the body double. I read that was body double. Yeah, yeah the body double. But mm-hmm. still, um, that takes place in the books as well. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of interesting. So. Well, it's it, it'll be interesting to see what... Well, she has one supporter left on her, you know, the, the small council. He's kind of like this mad scientist... Um, hey, if you're going to have a supporter, you might as well have a mad scientist be your supporter. Come yeah, on. this um, unethical you know, doctor, uh, but he's brought this giant knight back. And, uh, you know, when, when the knight, when they put her in a blanket and he picks her up, it, it's like, you know, she, she, she's devastated what happened to her. But at the same time, I, I, I just get the feeling that she's like, I'm going to get those SOBs for what they did to me. <laughs> oh, you know, she's vengeful. She's vengeful. Yeah. Uh, anything else stick out in the uh, finale for you? Well, we see um, Aaron Greyjoy rescue. Uh, is it um, uh, what the, the the one Stark girl's name? Sansa. Sansa. You know they, they make their escape. Right. So I wonder, you know, if you know, wonder if 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 Theon's going to try to redeem himself. But then we 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 see um, 
the female knight, and forgive me for uh, folks oh, are forgetting Brienne. Brienne, you know, you see her, she she's there, so it's like she's going to make her move to rescue her too. So, yeah. so, so we'll see. They, they've set things up um, for it, it could be an interesting next season. Um, what's going to happen with Daenerys? I mean, all these uh, right. Um, it's a real question. Yeah. Jo- yeah. What, what, what's 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 that tribe called? The the uh, D- uh, Dalfraki, uh, um, the, the, the the Darthraki. Darthraki, yes. Um, are they have they come to align with her, or they have you know? So, yeah. But it, it, it started off slow for me, but it got really. It, it but it didn't it didn't it didn't disappoint though. It got really interesting Good. fairly quickly. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, with that. Since we're talking about a finale, that about does it for listener feedback tonight. All right. So, uh, again, anything that you're watching, any some of the movies you're going to see, any of the TV shows that you're in the midst of, or any books you're reading, write in. Let us know. You can email us at sci-fi-diner-podcast at gmail.com. As you heard from Jim, you can email your comment in um, and give us your thoughts that way. That would also be awesome. Check out his blog, too. He uh, Incredible he, blog. He posts some some really awesome pics of the con he he, he was at uh, oh, yeah. a, a few weeks ago. Yeah, absolutely, and mm-hmm. uh, he's involved with a lot of other things. He reviews a lot of other things that we never talk about here. So mm-hmm. very good. And um, but yeah, join us on our Facebook page, our Twitter feed, and uh, enjoy the conversation. So I think that's about it, Miles. All right. Till next time. Good night and good luck. We will see ya.